All right, welcome back into 910 AM Superstation. You're on car radio with Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News. And we got a uh, packed second hour for you today on car radio. We're going to be talking uh, more production vehicles. VW has a new uh, electric car, VW ID2 all concept that they just showed this week. Uh, we'll also be getting uh, in, back into the Subaru Crosstrek a little bit more. But to uh, lead off the hour, uh, we want to continue down at Ford Field where the AMA uh, Supercross uh, bikers are this weekend. And we are joined by Troy Lee, one of the legends of the sport. He is uh, CEO of Troy Lee Designs, uh, sponsors the Red Bull Racing uh, Gas Gas uh, uh, bike in the 450 uh, class. Troy, how are you? I'm doing really good. Yeah, a little cold out here, but standing out in front of Ford Field right now, getting ready to go in. Yeah, it's great. Great to be here. Yeah, great to uh, have you guys in Detroit. And, and, uh, and Troy, you're someone who, who turned your passion into uh, business. Uh, Troy Lee Designs is well-known uh, in the biking world for uh, doing everything from helmets to uh, race gear to, to T-shirts. But, but uh, you started out as a competitor in this uh, sport uh, years ago. Yeah, you know, luckily I get to follow my dreams, you know. My dad was an artist and my grandfather was a pinstriper, so I kind of followed them. They both, you know, did a little bit of racing. My grandfather started Bonneville with Wally Parks and NHRA and kind of just been fell into it, didn't know any better. Still loving it. <laughs> well, in the, the 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 sport, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's amazing. We are talking to Tom Zielinski, uh the previous segment about what's just involved in bringing uh, AMA Supercross into a football stadium. Uh, like Ford Field, is 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 has the has the sport really changed uh, quite a bit since you first got into it? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's gotten way more professional. Health's doing an amazing job with it over the years. It just keeps evolving. The bikes and uh, Supercross has kind of become the pinnacle of the sport. Um, building these amazing tracks and you know bringing fifty thousand people in to watch them, and uh, it, it's really it's really grown over the years since the first time at like the Coliseum and the the early 70s, but I'm glad they're going back to the Coliseum and they're just, you know, back this year for the first time, so that'd be really cool, kind of where the history started. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, it's a great way to, uh, it's, a, it's a great way to see the sport uh, develop. The, the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a race car driver, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on asphalt driving uh, little sports uh, racers and, and SCCA, and, and in, in the, four, the four-wheel world, there's really, there really is a separation between the on-road guys and the off-road guys. They're very different driving styles. Uh, does that tend to be the case in uh, in professional biking as well? You, the, the the guys who are out there on the big on the big racetracks, uh, uh, Circuit of the Americas or or uh, um, or, or uh, um, uh, VIR, are they? Are, is that is that a one type of racer? And then uh, guys like Justin Barsha and Eli Tomac, they're a completely different uh, set of racers. I mean, they definitely, you know, they definitely focus on, you know, the supercross and the outdoor thing. That's their kind of their what they're paid to do. So definitely different, different bikes for outdoor, different for supercross. I mean, they're very talented. Either one of those guys could just go off and do something else and be very good at it. But there's just so many different, you know, there's ice racing and speedway and flat track and and I think motorcycles has gone to on a whole other level here. So. In each category, they're specialists and special bikes, and uh, that's what makes it so cool and exciting, you know, studying all the cool equipment that they're building. 
Yeah, when when you when you were racing yourself, did you stick to uh, the dirt, or did you do some uh, a, uh, some asphalt track racing as well? Yeah, I raced motocross and supercross till I was about twenty one, and then I started my company. I kept getting hurt and just started a. Uh, you know, painting helmets, more and more helmets every time I got hurt. And pretty soon I realized, you know what, I can make more money painting helmets. And, and I'm, all my the guys I was racing again kind of passed me up. And uh, then 10 years later, I came back and started racing Supermoto with Jeremy McGrath and Jeff Ford and Chris Fillmore and uh, Doug Henry and uh, put a team together. And then um, 2008, that kind of got a little bit, um, the economy kind of crashed. And we quit that and started uh doing Supercross, this West Coast 250 for a couple of years. And uh, just keep, you know, I'm here in Detroit here trying to grow the thing again. Just keep keep sponsors coming in and keep doing what I love and working with great people. Yeah, it's uh, uh, 50,000 people down there. Shows the popularity of the sport. It's been interesting, uh, uh, Troy, uh, to, to see uh, uh, you know another end of the Red Bull uh, marketing empire. But it's been interesting to see the popularity of Formula One uh, racing in this in this country, driven in large part by a TV show, by Drive to Survive. Uh, yeah. the, the, uh, the, the these young racers uh, that you work with. Uh, are great athletes, uh, very very dynamic, uh, well spoken individuals. Uh, did you guys see opportunities there as well? That that the, the, the you'll, you'll just see sports like uh, whether it's it's Supercross or Formula One, you'll just see more of a TV presence uh, for these folks. Yeah, that's probably what I'm excited about the most this year. The TV package came together for outdoor and Supercross, so we we're on a good network with NBC, I believe, and Peacock. And, um, yeah, I mean, this, this, this sport deserves a really good TV program because these guys are really pushing the, the, you know, they're the best in the world and they're pushing the envelope every weekend. And, um, and they're really, color, you know, a colorful group, you know, good personalities, good people. And, and I think, uh, a lot of the fans are really, it's really appealing to the youth too, you know, they got the new, the new electric KTMs in some of the stadiums with the little kids racing and, uh, it's just a good program. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're 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 great kids. I mean they and they've been all over. I mean they're 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 really worldly. They've done a lot of racing uh, uh, in in different cities and and uh, I, I think they're fascinating individuals. So yeah, the the Supercross guys I think uh, like every sport deserves a TV show just so you get up and close and personal with these guys. Uh, uh, Troy, the uh, you know for uh, folks like me grew up with Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha. The 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 uh, the name Gas Gas is not as familiar as as a bike. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, how how is uh, a, a um, how is a, a company like Gas Gas uh, become so uh, competitive in Supercross? Um, well, they're partners with KTM, so they got the KTM Foundation, and that's how they kind of started Husky too. Gas Gas was, you know, basically a trials company out of Spain. Um, really, really cool trials bikes, and they still make those today. And Stefan Pierre was smart enough to say, hey, let's let's um, build a new brand. The brand's already going, and he bought the brand, and he's really added all the KTM um, technology and crew. So that's when we knew when they gave us the opportunity to go, we were racing KTM to go to Gas Gas. We knew it wasn't going to be a huge change, and they had a, a great track record already. So it wasn't too scary because jumping into the 450 is the pinnacle of the sport. And then, uh, you know, helping us sign Barsha and – you know, Red Bull's been a big factor in this. They've supported us along the way here. Um, and they've just been a really good company to work with. 
Um, so it's given us a lot of opportunity to hopefully go out tonight. And uh, he's been, Barge has been really fast the last two races, almost won last weekend, and hopefully put it on the podium this weekend. Yeah, uh, uh, last year I was down there. Uh, Eli Tomac was really uh, uh, sort of dominating uh, the season last year. Looks a lot closer this year. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, your, your your rider Justin Barsh has had a couple of great races. Cooper Webb, I believe, is leading uh, the points uh, right now. Is it is this as competitive as you've seen the field? Yeah, there's there's you know five or six guys that can win tonight. You know, maybe more if something that you know. It's just so technical with motorcycles. You have to really just be on your game for 20 laps plus the heat races. And these guys are jumping over huge obstacles and uh, and just racing really hard. So it's, it's really fun for the crowd. And that's why I'm that's why I'm here too. Yeah. You know, I get to win the race team, but I get to go up and sit in the stands and have a beer and appreciate everything we've done. Got a great team. My son Max is running the team now. That's new this year. Um, so proud of that too. And uh, Michael Mosman and Pierce Brown are. Amazing athletes that, you know, thanks to all the guys behind the scene, our truck drivers and everybody else that make this all happen and travel across the United States. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a big series, 17 races in all. And, and you guys have a 250 bike as well, don't you? Yeah, we have two 250 riders, Pierce Brown and Michael Mosman. And they, one's an East Coast guy and one's a West Coast guy. But he hurt his shoulder and bumped his head, so we're letting him sit out for another week. Not, it's not worth putting them out there if they're not 100. percent It's just too much to risk. And is it a, is it a pretty seamless transition, Troy, from 250 to 450? You, you find the the best 450 riders have uh, put in their time in 250 as well. Well, definitely. You know, you start out in the, when you start out in mini bikes, and then you work your way up. And 250s, you know, the you know, I'd have to say probably the. I mean, the guys are still amazingly fast, but. Uh, you know, it's definitely an entry level into the 450. The 450 is, is definitely the best, you know, 20 riders in the world. Um, so these guys are all, most of them are quite a bit younger and trying to get, you know, supercrosses takes a lot of time getting the technique right and learning these triples and going to the whoops. And it's just, and you got to stay healthy and safe the whole time, too. That's the other thing. These guys are, you know, pushing the envelope all the time. Yeah, no, they're they're tremendous athletes. Uh, they, you know, the first time my my kids, uh, who I race with uh, today, in SCCA racing, but my kids came up through go karts, and the the first time I saw a, a motorbike racing was out at Granton Raceway, and uh, these were young kids. I mean, they were ten, twelve years old, uh, doing jumps out there. I mean, they they're remarkable athletes. Do you do you? Uh, I mean, you're you're obviously sponsoring your race team there. Uh, at Ford Field, but do you do you put a lot of uh, money into into uh, into biker development uh, as well? That's the part, the great part about working with KTM. They have a whole development program for suspension with WP, and you know they give us transmission guys and electric uh, electric. They build our motors. They do the electronics. Um, they really got an amazing team around themselves, and that's why they've been able to do so well. Um, with you know starting with. You know, a certain platform, and then be able to spread it out into you know Gas Gas KTM Husky. So um, it's it's been a really good program, and super proud to be working with those guys. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it sounds sounds like the best in the world down there. And and Troy, we wish you luck uh, today and tonight, and uh, maybe I'll see you down there. I'm coming down a little later to watch the competition. Oh, cool! So, yeah, stop by our trailer. We're glad to meet you. All right, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a uh, good luck to you. Okay, thank you. All right.
All right, so that's uh, that's Troy Lee uh, down at the Ford Field, uh, one of the top teams, uh, t- uh, sponsored, co-sponsor with uh, Red Bull uh, Racing. Uh, as you heard Troy say there, sponsoring the Gas Gas uh, bike and 450 that's uh, piloted by Justin Bar- Barsha. Uh, very exciting uh, uh, driver, uh, rider, and uh, out there was he's, he's considered one of the favorites uh, in the in the race. Uh, tonight and I and I was uh, I mentioned the first time I saw these guys just as kids uh, out at Grattan Raceway. Uh, Grattan has a off-road uh, bike track parallel to the racetrack and uh, very ja- very very three-dimensional, very challenging outdoor, of course, uh, and and uh, and different than the indoor mogul tracks uh, that you see down at Ford Field like tonight. Uh, doing a lot of high jumps, uh, high-speed uh, uphill. Uh, stuff there outdoor, and uh, just to see these young athletes, re- really impressive. Uh, I-, I was out there with a go-kart race that was going on parallel uh, to the motorbike race, and in go-karting, uh, you're all strapped in, your seatbelt, um, you know, the, the G-forces are tremendous as you go around uh, tracks like Grattan, and then right next door were these kids and motorbike, uh, obviously uh, not strapped in. They're they're on uh, on bike seats there, seats there, moving around, uh, moving their bodies around all the time uh, as they as they uh, uh, balance uh, bikes coming off of jumps, as they go into turns, as they go through moguls. Uh, so extremely physical sport and tremendous athletes uh, to watch these uh, uh, to watch these young guys do what they do. So. Uh, go check them out at Ford Field uh, this weekend. Uh, the best and the best are in town for AMA Supercross. All right, we're going to take a break here. And on the other side, we're going to go back into the production world and talk about a new VW uh, coming to market with Mark Gillies. You're on Car Radio, 910 AM. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at e.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. 
Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon Music, Good Pods, and Overcast. 910 AM Superstation, the largest, strongest, 50,000-watt urban radio station in town. Welcome back into Car Radio. And this week, uh, or I should say the last couple weeks, there was a lot of expectation at the Tesla investor meeting that uh, Elon Musk, CEO Elon Musk, Chairman Elon Musk, was going to introduce the first $25,000 electric vehicle. That did not happen uh, to some disappointment uh, from a lot of us in the automotive industry. But another automaker has uh, surprised with a $25,000 about a uh, new vehicle beating Tesla uh, to the mark, and that is VW. VW um, uh, showcased a concept car uh, this week called the VW ID2 All, and with a promise of about 26,000 euro, which is uh, – uh, about $28,000. Uh, very exciting. We're joined by Mark Gillies, who is the PR director for VW Group of America, to talk about it. Mark, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Henry? Yeah, doing good. Great to uh, have you on the program. And, and uh, I don't know, Mark, maybe it was a surprise uh, to a lot of us over here, but um, uh, obviously this is uh, you've been working on the ID line uh, there in Europe for some time, ID3, ID4 are both available over there, so it's logical there would be an ID2. Uh, uh, how close to production is this vehicle? I think we're saying 2025. We actually showed a concept a couple of years ago at Munich Auto Show, which was called the ID Life, which was like, um, I, I guess it was more of a crossover vehicle. Um, but this one that we showed the other day is a, I don't know it's a nicely proportioned uh, two-door hatchback. Um, it's going to be Europe only, um, as far as I'm aware, um, and it's based on um, a new version of the MEB uh, electric platform that underpins the ID4 that we're selling at the moment in the states. Uh, that car, ID4, is rear drive or all-wheel drive, but this one is, is the first front-wheel drive application of the, the MEB electric architecture. 
Well, and, and, and you uh, addressed uh, a question everybody listening uh, 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 has, which is, is this going to come to the United States? It sounds like uh, it is not, but um, why, why is that, you figure? I mean, this is a sharp-looking little vehicle. looks a lot like a, um, uh, like a, uh, a Golf. Uh, why, why wouldn't this be uh, slated for the U.S.? I mean, we don't have any plans for it at the moment. Um, that's for sure. I mean, the biggest problem you have in the States is nobody's buying um, small cars, and particularly nobody's buying small hatchbacks. I mean, um, obviously our smallest car is the Jetta, which is a sedan, and if you look at the vast bulk of sales in, in the small cars, which is a declining se- declining section, basically, um, they're sedans. So, you know, if you, a hatchback is a bit of a punt in this market at the moment, I, I would say. Um, but, you know, it, the pricing on this thing, it looks great. The car looks good. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll, having seen it in the flesh, we'll be uh, looking at whether there is a business case for it. But as, as I say, at the moment, you know, the way that the car market is, um, SUVs are going one way, which is up, and trucks are going up, and cars are slightly declining in the market. So, so I think that's, you know, we're, we're going to look at it for sure, but at the moment there are no plans. Yeah. the um, uh, Of course, uh, VW uh, uh, took, took America by storm uh, back in the late 50s, early 60s with a with a small VW bug. Uh, this is a new uh, generation of vehicles with uh, electric vehicles. You you're, you're, uh, know the United States uh, very well as, as uh, PR director for uh, uh, VW's America Group. I mean, you, you think there might be a shift here? You might People might look at this as a as a new bug, you know, as a new affordable way into the the uh, the EV revolution. Again, I think you know we we were kind of slightly surprised by this car um, because um, the the company was not very happy with the design direction of the vehicle, and they brought in a new uh, head of design, and Andreas Mint, um, who's ex Bentley, uh, but before that he was at, at VW. And, um, you know, it looks great. The interior is really nice. Um, they've addressed uh, some some criticisms we've had of the electric electric vehicles because we now have a radio dial, a radio button, I should say, and a separate uh, air conditioning uh, setup, uh, which addresses some of the criticisms that have been um, slung at the, the, the ID4, for instance. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a nice package. As I said, you know, it, it, there are no plans for it at the moment. Um, but I think we would we were taken by surprise a little bit by by the by the way the car looked, um, and you know it's it's a very clean, elegant, very Volkswagen design. Like you said, it's it's it looks like a slightly scaled down Golf to me, but with some electric cues such as you know obviously there's no radiator grill. Um, you've got that sort of classic uh, modern sort of face of an electric car with with an electric. Uh, signature. The other thing I'd say, of course, is that this is, this is a concept. Um, so I wouldn't say that everything is seen in the pictures is going to be carried over to production, but it does look very um, production ready. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and it takes advantage of uh, certain things. I'm a, I'm a big uh, uh, electric fan, uh, and uh, VW is very aggressive in the electric space. I like how they're pushing uh, the wheels out to the edges. Uh, 
since you just have a battery uh, platform under underneath, uh, really, really uh, sharp-looking dimensions on this car. But of course, the big the big headliner uh, mark is the price uh, twenty six thousand euro. What what is what is the key uh, to that and and getting the price down to that point? Well, we're actually saying less than twenty five thousand euros. So. Um, I mean, big key on all of this is obviously scale. It's how many vehicles you're selling. Um, obviously, you know, smaller, it's going to have a smaller battery than um, uh, things like the ID4. So, you know, the big thing in an electric vehicle uh, at the end of the day, the big cost is the battery. So if you have a smaller footprint with a smaller battery, that, that helps bring the price down. And again, I think, you know, as I say, scalability is, is the thing that we're looking at. Um, I think we I think we said just a few months ago that we'd already sold more than half a million ID cards worldwide, and I can only see that going one way in the future. Um, and again, you know, in the US, for instance, we just started producing the ID4 in Chattanooga in our factory down there, and you know, we're starting to get some some pretty solid sales results um, out of that. Yeah, it's great having uh, the ID4 here in, in Chattanooga. Great for that town. It's a it's a great little town, and I know it's embraced that. Uh, factory, uh, as you say, American American drivers are very different than European uh, drivers. Uh, uh, folks tend to buy small cars in Europe, drive them around cities. Would you expect an ID two to be a, 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 a bigger seller than the ID three and ID four in Europe? It's difficult to tell. I, I haven't really been looking too carefully at the European market, but I, I know that. In most of Europe, actually, compact SUVs are, are on the up and up. But again, you would say, you know, ID2 and ID3 are both, you know, ideally suited to European roads and particularly to, to European cities where, you know, don't have parking spaces the size you do in the States. It's, it's I, mean, I go back to England, um, you know, occasionally and, and I go and park a car in a space and you park a compact, you know, like something like a golf in a, in a space and it takes all of it and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, you could, how would you ever fit an F-150 in a, a UK or a German supermarket parking space? It's just, it's kind of preposterous when you look at it, but, um, you know, and you, you see like Range Rovers, you know, when, when you see somebody parking a Range Rover between two compact cars in a, in a, in a supermarket parking lot, um, there's not much space to get in and out of it. So I, I think, you know, you, you have to realize that the, the vehicles are tailored for uh, those particular markets. Um, and, you know, here for us, the biggest market in the States these days at 25% of the market is compact SUVs. So that's why we brought ID4 into that area. Um, and then going forward uh, next year, we'll have the ID Buzz going on sale and we'll have a sedan called the ID7 as well. Um, we'll be showing the Buzz for the first time, the long wheelbase version, uh, in June. And we'll also be showing the ID7 uh, unveiled in, in April as well. So, and both of those cars, you know, be shown this year on sale next year. So we're starting to get a bigger range of vehicles. Um, but again, you know, I think the big talking point with this car is the price because it's the first, you know, I would say truly affordable EV on the market um, in, in Europe. I mean, there's obviously quite a lot of these uh, EVs in China that are affordable, but this is the first sort of serious one I think we've seen for the European market. Yeah, no, and and, uh, and and it's kind of stealing Tesla's thunder. Tesla, of course, has been a leader in the 
in the segment uh, for a while, and and uh, Model Three was the, uh, the the first big volume EV seller, and I think everybody expected uh, the first twenty five thousand uh, dollar car to come out of Tesla. So it's exciting to see uh, VW uh, in that space and and pushing the uh, the the affordable. Uh, uh, EV, like with the ID2. Uh, Mark, hang in there. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break here, hear from our sponsors. And the, on the other side, we'll be talking more electric VWs with Mark Gillies. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C. for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 
The Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. Welcome back into 910 AM and Superstation. You're on Car Radio. We're talking with Mark Gillies, PR director for the VW Group of America, and we're uh, talking about the uh, the new, very sharp-looking VW ID2 All Concept, $25,000 electric car that debuted over in Germany uh, this week, and, and we're uh, we're twisting Mark's arm trying to. Uh, Figure out a way to get that car uh, <laughs> over here to the U.S. market. Uh, you know, and Mark, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you, you talk to uh, folks over here about the challenges of uh, owning an EV, and one of them is uh, if if you are if you're living in an apartment, and uh, it's one thing if you're in a house and it's easy to put a charger in your garage and charge your car every day. It's a little trickier proposition uh, if you're an apartment dweller. But Europe. Is uh, very you know very tight cities, a lot of apartment dwellers. How how are the Europeans dealing with that? Um, again, I mean you you have um, charges within within cities anyway. I think if you look at North, if you look at North America, if you go to somewhere like Montreal, it's pretty interesting because uh, some municipalities will put charging stations in. They're usually like level two, so you know they're not fast chargers, but. You can certainly put the car on there and, and get some extra juice in there. I, th- I think one of the things that we've done in the States, actually, that kind of gets around this problem, and a lot of car companies have done it, is they have deals with Electrify America. So, for instance, with Volkswagen, you get three years of free 30-minute charging on fast chargers, uh, Electrify America stations. So for people who don't have a charger at home, um, you know, if you live in a... I would say a, a high sort of EV buying area like you know West Coast, um, East Coast, for instance, uh, city areas. Um, you know, we were just down in Austin recently, and um, there's quite a few fast chargers in Austin. So you don't have to go that far to find fast chargers that can top the vehicle up. Um, so that's one way round round the issue. And again, I think you know you can see municipalities or. Uh, places like Montreal, Quebec, where they've actually engaged in, in building uh, a, a citywide charging network that you can use, you know, just go and plug a credit card in or they have an app and that allows you to get in there. And I think, you know, again, in Europe, um, we have a, a partnership with, uh, I think it's Ellie is the, is the name of the, part of the company, uh, which operates a bit like Electrify America. So they're, they're a start-up. Um, in, in the case of Ellie, they've got a lot of venture capital in there, um, and they're building charging networks up around Europe. Um, and again, you, you look at somewhere like Norway, um, and they've been very aggressive in, you know, government sponsoring uh, charging networks. So I think, you know, it's it's going to get better. I think, as you say, with apartments, it's it's an issue because you know you, you, all you can really do is um, throw 100 in the states, 110 volt plug out the window or whatever but in Europe one thing about most European cities 
uh, or most European uh, housing is it's 220 or 220 volt, 240 volt. So you can actually plug in direct to your house's, house's network. Um, you don't necessarily need a, a, a charger. I actually know somebody, um, ex-editor car and driver, who's bought an electric car and he actually didn't buy a charger. He just bought the charging cable that allows you to go straight to his electrical socket in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, that actually, yeah, that's uh, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago, you go to Europe and you'd see smart cars all over the place uh, and, and cities. I can imagine those, some of those buyers will want VWID twos, uh, but they're in the inner cities. They're apartment dwellers, so they'll probably just throw cords out their windows, won't they, to the to the curb. Yeah, I think people, you can do that. I mean, obviously, a, a nicer solution is if you have a. Uh, Charge, you know, fast charger nearby um, because you know then you can get the car charged to eighty percent inside half an hour basically. Um, but um, yeah, you you can if you if you're an apartment dweller. Obviously, if you're on the fifth floor, it becomes problematic. But um. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, another question. I mean, Mark's uh, Mark's a racer, uh, uh, has a need for speed. Uh, as I do, and and Mark, you've seen a lot of uh, moves by American. Uh, auto companies uh, here recently uh, to get into motorsport uh, and and to uh, uh, whether it's hybrid sports car racing or hybrid F1 racing, uh, all of a sudden a lot of interest from uh, U.S. brands. Uh, how's how's VW looking at the racing world these days? Yeah, well, we Volkswagen itself we don't have a motorsport department um, anymore, but um, obviously uh, Audi's announced that it's going to go into Formula One. Um, a Porsche and Lamborghini are both in the Le Mans series with hybrids. So, um, again, we're looking at, I think Audi's going to go into Formula One uh, when they make the, when they change the rules on the engine uh, formula. And I think it will be less electrified and more e-fuels. But by the same token, I, I think the way that the Le Mans um, sports cars have gone is terrific. You know, the way they've, they've equalized, basically, it's, you can go with any, as you know, you can go with a four-cylinder engine or a V6 or a, a V8, um, and you can go mild hybrid or you can go pretty more heavy hybrid. Um, but the, the idea is that the performance is equalized between all of them. And it, the racing, you know, obviously Sebring's on today. Um, you know, the racing looks really good. Um, sort of Daytona was terrific. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't think you're going to see racing go fully electric for a while yet, but I think things like the um, extreme off-roading um, series, uh, which is all electric, is pretty cool. I, I, I always thought Rallycross would be a great electric series just because it's relatively short uh, bursts of action and then you've got time to charge in between. Um, I mean, the big, the big issue, as you know, is you know if you want to run a fully electric race car, uh, you need a battery, and you know a big battery is sort of antithetical to what racing cars are about. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a uh, VW ID2 rallycross car. That'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> Lots of good ideas. Uh, uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark, great, uh, great for you to join us uh, on the program as always, and uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend yourself, uh, Henry, and thanks for having us. Yeah, okay. thanks. Yeah. thanks. All right, uh, for our last segment uh, today, we're going to return to the Subaru Crosstrek. We were talking earlier with Jill Simonello uh, about uh, our, our test uh, 
Uh, we were testing the car together out in Palm Springs, and while I was out there, I also sat down with uh, Garrett Goh, who's the product line manager for the Subaru Crosstrek, and uh, he gave us a little more detail on Subaru's latest subcompact SUV. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM Superstation out in Palm Springs, having a good day at the office, driving the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek. I'm joined by Garrett Goh, who is the um, pr- uh, product planning, planning car line planning manager. Everybody's got a different title in this industry. Yeah. Uh, basically, he is the uh, the, the uh, manager of this new Crosstrek terrific SUV. Garrett, how are you? Good. How are you, Henry? Doing good. Good to uh, have nice weather out here in California as opposed to the uh, six inches of snow we have back in uh, Detroit. But the Subaru would be pretty comfortable in both environments. You guys uh, offer standard all-wheel drive, as always, uh, on this new car. Uh, You're the best seller in the segment. Uh, Is is there no coincidence there? Do people in this segment really, really appreciate having all-wheel drive from the get-go? Not everybody in the segment. But definitely for the Subaru customer. The Subaru customer is really one to get out there and do adventure-type activities. And if you look at some of the data that we have internally, uh, we are number one in the segment for customers wanting to go off-road, customers wanting to bring pets in their car, customers wanting to go hiking. The numbers are staggeringly high for us, and that's what really makes us stand out in the segment as having a unique kind of customer with a unique product. Yeah, and I mean, you know, tremendous competition in this segment. You got Honda uh, HRV, you have uh, Hyundai Kona, uh, all of which I think start as front-wheel drive cars. I, I just know in Detroit, people really appreciate having a car at twenty-six thousand dollars with with all-wheel drive. And and you know, you go to the next segment up to Forester, uh, you guys can't compete in volume with uh, Toyota or Honda. I mean, you, you guys have really found a uh, found a, a, a formula here in the subcompact SUV. Yeah, definitely. Um, Like you mentioned, some of the other competitors are starting with small front-wheel drive lifted cars, and what sets us apart really is some of the competitors are bringing in small, somewhat undersized vehicles from other markets just to fill a gap in the portfolio, and we are starting with an adventure vehicle for our customers to be able to go hiking, to be able to drive off-road, to be able to go mountain biking, uh, drive through the snow, go skiing, kayaking, like all, like it's almost stereotypical Subaru customer, like when you think of it, especially if you look at all the cross treks that you've probably seen driving around where everybody lives, right? Like with gear on the roof, like roof baskets, bikes, kayaks, whatnot. But it's actually what our customers are doing, and that's the kind of product we set out to build with this car, and we wanted to make this new generation of Crosstrek even better for our adventure-seeking customers. So so how do you do that? You've already obviously got a very popular vehicle. Um, what, what do you prioritize now for this new generation? So we like to follow our customers around and see what they're actually doing with their vehicles. Like we will go to their houses on the weekends, with their permission of course, uh, and see how they're using the car. Like these customers, some customers always leave mountain climbing equipment in the backs of their cars in case they're, they're happen, they happen to have some free time. They're just going to suddenly drive over and just climb. Or customers leave their bike racks up top because they never know if they're going to have some free time after work. I'm just going to grab my bike, throw it up there. And we found that for customers to get out there and do these things, they need a car that's capable 
of taking them there in any kind of weather over uh, multiple types of terrain, which would which other vehicles would not be able to traverse nearly as easily and confidently yeah. as our cars. So we made sure the all-wheel drive system is in place on every single Crosstrek, like you won't find a cheap front-wheel drive version on Crosstrek. And we actually improved the all-wheel drive performance for this year. It's faster to respond than it was before. All right, we will be right back with Garrett Goh, product line manager for the Subaru Crosstrek here on 910 AM. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499-800-683-9499-800-683-9499. All right, welcome back to Car Radio. We continue with Garrett Goh, product line manager with the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek. 
um, even for like I'm I'm five seven and I I'm a, I'm a mountain biker and I constantly am putting my bikes on the roof. So I really appreciate that we made the doors open a little bit wider. Like sometimes if I drive a competitor competitor car, I'll throw the door open and I'll basically walk right into it because I am assuming it's going to swing open almost ninety degrees. We even have flat step, flat step pads for you to step on when you open that door, step up, and you can access your gear in the roof. Yeah. Uh, so those little details. I mean, you guys are really sweated, those those uh, little uh, details. I mean, one, one of the things I appreciate today, we're out in the desert, we're on Joshua, Joshua Tree National Park, and we got big uh, drink containers with, our, with us, and you've, you've opened up the uh, uh, space in the door panel so you can take uh, large, tall containers. Yeah, because our customers are always going places, and they, we know... They like to stay hydrated. We made many, many storage compartments for hydro flasks, Nalgene's. I think the uh, R&D team back at Subaru in Japan has like an entire collection of U.S. spec bottles, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's very popular with the customers. So I mean, that's the sort of thing uh, that you need to, to keep up with. I mean, we we motorhead journalists we like to talk about horsepower and all-wheel drive, but when you're living inside a car and traveling long distances like you do with these vehicles, I mean, these little little things really matter to the customer. Yeah, and speaking of long distances, we heard from a lot of our customers that they do need to drive long distances. And I'm not talking like 200 or 300 miles. Like they're asking for a car that can do around 500 miles. And we said, are you serious? Like, do you actually need to drive that far? And the answer is yes, because we have a lot of customers that enjoy getting lost. Like they will just drive and explore like terrain around here. Like, uh, or they will drive to the mountains where they will meet up with their friends. And then they will go off-roading for the next day or two, go camping and then come back and of course they still need to have range to do all that and these are in places where not only are there not ev chargers but there are no gas stations either so if you look at the range of our competitor vehicles who have started uh with small front wheel drive cars they're going primarily going like 300 ish miles on a tank but we can get to almost 500 yeah you got a big 17 gallon tank uh, almost 17 gallon tank uh, back there I think another thing that really stands out about this vehicle, um, this is an affordable segment. This is an entry-level segment that customers are coming into. But this car has a lot of personality. I mean, it's unmistakable on the road. I I like to say it looks like an all-terrain tennis shoe. I mean, it's it's got a real look to it. And uh, you've done some more work there on the exterior design for this generation. Yeah, uh, that's that's a really good description, actually, because... For the original Crosstrack, some of the design inspirations that we had were athletic wear and specifically like all-terrain shoes. Um, like I, I like to liken it to if REI sold cars, there would be a Crosstrack hanging on the shelf, right? Like it's the tool, the right tool for the job. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a good-looking thing. Uh, then you go inside, and, and I think this will be uh, what will strike people the most. Uh, we've, we've been uh, expecting this to come. The Subaru Outback a few years ago uh, debuted a big screen in the middle that's been slowly uh, trickling down into other vehicles. Uh, that's that's the big change interior. There's a, you've got a big screen anchoring uh, this vehicle, starting with the premium model on up. That's right. So it's an 11.6-inch high-def screen. It's got our the latest version of the operating system, and it's not just everything is buried in menus on the screen. We kept hard buttons and switches for things that you use most, like, of course, being Subaru, seat heater switches are 
still mechanical switches. Of course, you have a volume knob and tuning knob and buttons to adjust the air conditioning temperature. Yeah. Did you find, I mean, the maybe the only competitor in this segment that's comparable is the Jeep Renegade um, uh, in, in terms of sort of this uh, appealing to an adventure customer, to an off-road customer. Uh, and, and I find in talking to uh, Jeep customers in Detroit, uh, they'll prefer that car over a premium car. I mean, the brand has that much power. Do you find that with Subaru, that there are people who look at the price tag of, uh, you know, a BMW SUV and say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to get a Subaru? Yep, absolutely. So we score off the charts with Crosstrek for value for money compared to all the competitors. Uh, value for money doesn't mean the cheapest car out there. It doesn't mean, like, this thing's $5,000 off. I can get it for 0% incentives. But it gives me the most for the money. So our pricing team and our development team, we benchmark all the competitors, and we aren't the cheapest car in the segment, but for all the equipment that we have, it's the best value. So if you were to add all-wheel drive and all the cool features that we have to the other cars, they would suddenly become much more expensive. Yeah. And if you are looking for the best car for the job, you land on Crosstrek because it's the best value for money. Yeah, and you, and you look at this generation that's coming in and buying these cars, buying an entry-level Impreza or buying an entry-level entry Crosstrek, and this is the the smartphone generation. I mean, this this is a, they're, they're my kids. I mean, they've grown up uh, with a smartphone in their lap since birth, and so they want all this electronics uh, inside, and 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 that's uh, you you bring a lot of standard features, uh, standard tech features. Yep, and that's why we moved a lot of that down into the the, the bottom half of the trim level, like now. As soon as you step out of the base model, you have the big screen, you have wireless CarPlay, you have wireless Android Auto, you can get a wireless phone charger. Because we know that when we talk to our younger customers and you ask them what makes your car enjoyable and fun to drive, they're not going to tell you like it's a big V8 engine or like a, a loud exhaust. They're going to tell you it's technology. It's how, how uh, easy is it for me to mirror my phone on the screen or to get my music playing without touching anything i can just talk to the car hey siri like put on uh put on my playlist yeah. Yeah. you got usb uh, ports all over the car uh a last question for you and speaking of of powertrains uh that's that's the the, the thing that changed the least in in uh, in this uh, generation car you're bringing the uh, familiar boxer engines a two liter and the 2.5 but but what are those vehicle what are those engines uh, do for you i mean you're, you're talking about high uh mile per gallon numbers is, is it that is it that they have low center of gravity. Why? Why do you find that such a good technology uh, for an entry-level car? I mean, m most people, if you say, "Oh, you had a boxer engine," that's a Porsche. I mean, wh why, why does that work for you guys in this segment? It also it all of those things, right? So, boxer engine means you have a real low center of gravity, the, basically like a pancake pancake-shaped engine that sits real low, which also allows us to have a higher ground clearance than competitors for a better off-road performance while not sacrificing the handling. Like uh, when we were doing the development for this car, I was able to drive it around New Jersey Motorsports Park lap after lap after lap. And after a while, I I was thinking, you know what? I forgot this was an SUV. Like uh, it is actually fun to drive around a racetrack, which is totally not what we made this car for, but that is one of the nice side effects of the Boxer engine. As is fuel economy with this generation. We should have best-in-class highway fuel economy for the 2-liter engine, which did, although the engines are the same size as they were before, they did receive numerous updates for this model year. 
Uh, one of my favorites is how much smoother it is. It's much quieter when you uh, are asking it to do hard acceleration. And even when the auto start-stop is turning the engine on and off, like it doesn't, it's much smoother than it was before. So much more refined, comfortable driving experience. Yeah, it's a great car. Garrett Go of Subaru, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. Happy to, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And that Subaru is uh, one of a flood of new product that I've tested uh, uh, just in recent weeks. So we got a lot more coming on future shows. Uh, be testing the Dodge Dart, the uh, Hummer SUV. Um, just a lot of great new product out there today. Thanks to all my guests for joining me today. Uh, uh, lots to uh, talk about. Uh, lots to see this weekend as well. I encourage you to go check out the 12 Hours of Sebring. That is uh, on the TV right now. I'm going to head down to Ford Field tonight, check out the Supercross uh, down there. So uh, have a great weekend. Uh, I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News. We'll be back next week on Car Radio. In the meantime, keep the shiny side up. something special for your best friend. The newest innovation in pet treats is here. Introducing Gut Healthy Dog Treats. This all-organic tasty treat is infused with microbe fiber prebiotic. Like a human, your dog has billions of gut bacteria that influence their health and well-being. Microbe fiber is proven to flourish the good bacteria in your dog's gut by converting those bacteria to a more favorable balance. Better energy, digestion, relief from paw licking, itching, teary eyes, and hip and joint pain is promoted when you use our treats. The science is real. You'll notice the difference and your dog will notice the difference. Let's get started right now so you can take advantage of a discount. So simple. Go to guthealthydogtreats.com right now and save 10% by using promo code HEALTHY. That's guthealthydogtreats.com code HEALTHY to save the 10%. We promise your dog will experience a better life for your money back. See you at guthealthydogtreats.com. The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon.